0: Welcome to our podcast, Be Unapologetic. We're your hosts, Natalie Bergeron and Felicia Hunter. So let's do this. Let's embrace the amazing fucking beings that we are. Hi. Hey. <laughs> you look comfy. I'm trying to get comfy so that I'm not looking like I'm at a conference meeting. <laughs>
1: i i want to get like a like a comfy floor chair that i can just lounge in i feel very officey right now Um, what would you say your strengths and weaknesses are coming into this company (laughs) that's how it feels yeah how's your like how is your mental health like let's do a mental health check-in i can only see your dog right now when you lean
0: back (laughs) I'm trying to. I, oh, I want to. <laughs> fuck. I want to lie down and I can't. And then when I lie down, all you see is my nose. Okay. My, mental, <clears throat> my mental health is good. I think it's just the ups and downs sometimes of that fear when you're doing something. Like, is, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? It's not a bad thing to think about, but I think it's. Well, that's anxiety, right? We think about the future <laughs> and then dwell over it and you can't control it. I know I miss like being like
1: 19 and thinking like I can do all of these amazing like I didn't have those negative thoughts. I I never had those at fucking 19.
0: No I had that feeling of like I was invincible a little bit
1: Mm -hmm. you
0: know and yeah I I told you about my song when we were young it it talks all about that everything just seems so possible and easy Mm -hmm. but like nobody tells you All the roadblocks that you can start to face. Yeah. Did you ever find, too, that when you were younger, like, if you went for something, it just felt easy and you accomplished it? And the older that you got, there was this stupid little fear that snuck in. Like, attaining that goal seemed so much harder. And I wonder, it's because, like, we felt like we could do anything when we were younger. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would kill for a little dose of invincibility right now. Just a little, just one shot of <laughs> invincibility, just to kind of fuel me. But I wonder if that comes from like not forgiving myself for failures, like holding on to it. So then it comes with you for the next, your next endeavor has that moment that like my mind forgets of all of the successes, but remembers the one failure.
0: It's so true. And you know what? When you're a little kid, this is just something so simple. But if you fall off your bike, you just get back up and you ride again. Yeah. But I don't remember as a kid going, oh, my God, I remember that fucking time I fell and I scraped my knee. But it's weird how when you get older, you face a failure. And sometimes you just fixate on that failure. And then you're like, my life is fucking over. I can't do anything ever again. Or I don't even have to be the one to fall off the bike. I
1: can see someone else fall off the bike and I'm like I'm not getting on. They
0: catapulted to the ground. (laughs) I don't want that.
1: No so I'm not even gonna try. Oh god. Okay so you're in an anxiety spiral which is fun.
0: Yeah you know it's so funny. I think I misunderstood at first when I created Be Unapologetic. I think subconsciously thinking that that you have to Be perfect, but being Mm. apologetic. Oh my God! Being unapologetic comes with also days of having anxiety or feeling down as well. Yeah, I want people to misunderstand that I was going for. Oh, we have to always be positive. No, (laughs) no negativity. No,
1: I think yeah, I think it's okay to sit in your shit for a little, a little bit, right, and allow yourself that time, like. I had a day Friday. You had a day yesterday. And then today is like, I'm trying to get back on the horse. So I'm doing like all of the self-care thing.
0: Kate, wouldn't I see sometimes those posts out there that positivity this, positivity that, and I don't accept negativity. If, if someone's feeling negative in their life, I cut them out. No. I feel like having some negativity and feeling like you want to just... Drown a little and and have a pity party is okay too. But I always try to tell myself, okay, you're gonna have a shit day today. You're allowed to embrace this sad emotion, Mm -hmm. but you can't live there. No. At some point, you have to get up.
1: No, like moving through it. Like I sit in it, I try to understand it. Like, where is this coming from? Give myself grace and then fucking move forward.
0: Mm. By the way, I like your brown hair. I got distracted.
1: Yeah. I am a brunette.
0: Yeah, I love it.
1: I feel younger.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, and I just feel like I'm like 22.
1: I don't look as pale.
0: You know, well, okay, right now you. just look
1: <laughs> I have a face mask on, face and it's like out. real white.
0: <laughs> I've got a tan mask on, so I look tan today. Oh my god.
1: Okay, so can I tell you about a situation that I went through this weekend? Yeah. Okay, so part of being in recovery I think I mentioned that you do like that fourth step where you divulge all the terrible things that you've done yeah a sixth step is actually making amends to those people as long as it's not going to like hurt them or others you could tell someone that you know you were a dick when you did this and that yeah so a lot of my amends I waited until I was like a couple of years sober because I wanted, I didn't want to be like a week sober and be like, oh, I'm so sorry for like all those terrible things. And then relapse, right? I wanted to give myself that time to actually heal yeah, before I made those amends because I only wanted to do it once because yeah. the second time it means dick all right.
0: Well, and if you're like not fully amended yourself, then like, how can you do exactly
1: exactly like I really had to yeah do the me work first so anyways um I went to go reach out to um this this guy that I used to drink um drink and party with and I had like such a crush on him but I was so destructive at that time um so he was just like accepting me in that messiness and uh, I definitely fucking took advantage of it and like Christmas I didn't go home for Christmas and he didn't either so we just like got obliterated I would drink and drive with him in the car Um, I remember like hitting one of his friend's trailers and like acted like it was no big deal and still just walked in the house <laughs> and he was like dude like you just hit his trailer and I'm like it's fine nobody and it needs full to on, know if full on just like tipped over oh, like no, it was like cool. yeah any and all of these memories were coming back this weekend I had had him like on my Instagram so I saw his stories and him doing really well so I was like okay I I think I'm ready to reach out and not like I'm not expecting him to like want to be friends again or anything, but I want, he deserves an apology for sure. So I uh, went to go reach out to him and there was like a message sitting there that I had never seen. And he sent it the day before I got sober and it was like, stop blocking us. You're hurting our hearts. And I, like, took a moment and I'm like, holy. And I would do that. Like, I'd get really blacked out. And in the morning, I'd regret all of the things that I thought I did. And then block everyone. Like, it never happened. Yeah. And then I'd go back to the bar, unblock everyone, and and do it all over again. But it was my own shame spiral, right? Yeah. Um, so I made, like, a little amends. But I'm like, I would really like to do this in person. And... He was just like, Fifi, like, we were all messy and feeding off of each other at that time. But I'm open to hearing what you have to say. So that'll be something that I'll be doing in the next little bit, making that amends.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I said that like, there's just something in the air right now because I had someone to message me. And we didn't end badly or anything like that. Like, we're we're good friends. But just, you know, life, adulthood, and drifted. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, like, he just... He messaged me and wrote this really long, lovely message. He's listened to our podcast and just, like, really proud of me. And just kind of laughing that... It's funny because we were actually friends with different people in school. We Mm. never actually... We never really hung out a lot but there was just odd like awesome connection still between us and I think that was he's um, an amazing graphic designer and would do a lot of my logos and stuff or photos for when I was in music so I think we just like really bonded and connected that way and we still have talked all these years like 20 plus years and The people that I hung out with in school, I don't actually really talk to anymore. Mm. Um, But there's, like, just a small handful that I do, and he's one of them. Although we kind of drifted again, but I just think that's nice. I don't think we do that enough. And it's funny, like, when life takes us, we forget about people or don't make the efforts to Mm
1: -hmm.
0: reach out to them. And it, it it takes balls to reach out and... And to
1: reach out with without expectations, I think, is huge. Like, to just be able to say your piece, and then whatever happens, happens. Like, we don't have to necessarily go back to what we were. Yeah. But, you know, the door is open for you to have a role in my life if you want that, you know? Yeah. In whatever capacity that looks like.
0: <sighs> okay. Would you so- like to pull a topic? Yeah, okay. We did our check-in. I am shaking the jar, no peeking, and let's pull out
1: ageism, oh gosh, being an older woman.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Felicia, if 29 is old to you, then I must be fucking anxious, thanks.
1: (laughs) Must be hard being geriatric. (laughs) (laughs) oh <laughs> uh, okay so I experienced a lot of ageism when I worked in prison
0: Ooh. Okay.
1: I, I went to school when I was like 17 so I got out when I was 19 20 and I went right to prison <laughs> <laughs> and um, in my interview they told me to keep my age a secret Yeah, okay. And not tell anyone because most of this, and especially the range that I was on, there wasn't one staff member that was under 40. Wow. So I toughened up quite a bit. I've always been pretty mature for my age, but I had to like reel it in. I had to be careful about what personal stuff I said because that would tell my age. I wore a wedding ring.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, because at, like, 20 years old, too, our brains aren't fully developed, and sometimes we, like, blurt out that little immature side of us still, or... Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, I, I was working two jobs, so I'd work at the prison, and then I'd work at the hospital, and at the hospital, like, I would ask people,
0: we'll see. <laughs> Just one sec. Your child's misbehaving.
1: Yeah, she's playing in her litter.
0: Oh, Lovely. I like to play with my poo too or like...
1: <laughs> um, yeah my, so my second job was at a hospital and I would go to the hospital and you know on, I would work nights and during those nights like I would ask questions like what are
0: taxes I still like, ask what are taxes <laughs>
1: okay. I don't know like I would just kind of you could tell that I Hadn't had much life experience, I guess, when I was talking at the hospital. And so I'd kind of let it out there. And then I would go to the prison and keep it, like, all tucked in. Yeah, you have to, like, develop this alter ego. Yeah, like, almost two different people. Because if they knew my age, then the decisions that I made would be questioned.
0: Mm, That's a good point. Because I
1: had a lot of authority. And so I could I could make the choice on whether to send someone to SEG yeah. based on their mental health. Unfortunately, mental health isn't super supported in the prison. So to make those calls already get questioned, and then if there was anything that could give my voice less less power, it would have been my age. But I would say a couple years in, my age did come out because I dated an officer
0: okay yeah
1: well yeah yeah and <laughs> it went around and then it was like I was this young buck that everyone wanted to fuck oh gosh you know and it and then my role got so difficult because
0: it it's was so a deer a female deer. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a buck anyway, oh sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Then that's where i'm sorry to cut you off but that's where my brain i'm like wait a minute a buck is male <laughs> well i'm not
1: a young buck i'm a young deer <laughs> um yeah and then so then the role would change because then officers would want to be on my range or to help me downrange for ulterior motives and that's where like things would get messy yeah so I decided not to shit where I eat, and <laughs> which didn't impress people either.
0: Uh, I i still get it a little today because I, I, I've been told I have a young-sounding voice, or I still look quite the same from my high school days, and so people automatically assume or are in shock when I tell them that I'm 35. It And I can always feel it in my place of work. I get called kiddo or welcome to um, the healthcare world kid, even mm-hmm. though I've been doing it for almost 20 years. So I don't know. And I think also I'm just naturally uh, have always still had that kid in me. I do bring that little... Inner child out or immaturity, I guess, if you will, some would look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just built that way, and I think sometimes people think I'm just younger than I actually am. I will say, like, I was mo. What What was my first
1: reaction to your age? I was like, your fucking skin. <laughs> Because I spend so much time on facials and Botox and all of the things to get rid of any signs of aging. And then here you are, perfect skin, not a wrinkle in sight. And I'm like, oh my gosh, your
0: genes. I do have to thank my genetics for sure. I I don't know. I don't know what that is. But yeah, I love doing... Mostly all organic too, so I don't know if that plays a part. But I think for me, in any place that I've gone and worked, or even in social settings, or growing up, people always treated me that I was the young buck. <laughs> <laughs> I feel embarrassed. <laughs> We're supposed to roast each other on this. I my my day will come. Believe me. <laughs> <Yes, it will. laughs> you really just shouldn't judge people by their cover I know it's a cliche thing to say but there's people out there I guess I've I've kind of judged people that way too maybe based on how they act or how they look I assume I think it's just natural for the brain to assume that they're younger than they actually are and you kind of subconsciously treat them like they don't know very much meanwhile they know actually quite a bit the other thing I guess with ageism this linear
1: timeline of school career married children (laughs) buying a house all of those things that sometimes with your age they equate that to where you should be yes absolutely and that's something that I have faced like in all honesty like I just feel like it wouldn't make sense for me to have a house right now especially where I because I don't know where I want to be yeah and uh, like, I really don't know where I want to put roots down and like also can't afford it. But, um, <laughs> but you look at my age and like, I probably should have a house and I should have at least a marriage under my belt. Right. Yeah. And it's hard. I don't feel pressured to have those things, but I've also worked through that, mm-hmm. but I do have people who make comments. Oh, like, yeah. oh, like, aren't you gonna focus on a husband instead of more career stuff? Cause you've spent ten years working on your career. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's time oh, to it is, and- Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and it's like, uh, maybe that's not in the cards for me. Like maybe I won't have kids, or maybe I will adopt at 40. Like I'm just going day to day and whatever pulls me, but I'm not going to sacrifice um, like the career I can work on today for a husband who could be even like non-existent in the area that I'm in right now. You know, does that make any sense?
0: Yeah, no, I think.
1: You can tell me if I'm being (laughs) fucking sensitive. You're You're (laughs) crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely right. No, because um, I think that's also part of where, people think I'm so young when they learn that I'm not married at 35 and I don't have kids and I really only got my first house two years ago. And it's kind of unfortunate that people label us that way. If you're not fitting um, or following the standard way that society deems you mature, then you must be Uh, a lot younger than you actually say you are i i felt that all the time and people always first thing that people ask like are you married do you have kids Mm -hmm. and i'm like no i i'm not i have a badass
1: career yeah and i have a really cool story and it's not linear but like this is me and if i never get those things but live my life to my full purpose each day. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm okay with that. Like at the end of the day, what is a house?
0: Yes, it's a home. But I mean those things like it's strange to me that those things are what define you as being mature. I I think it's such a rude thing to ask because you really just don't know what people have gone through in their life. Maybe I can't have kids. Maybe yeah. I always have miscarriages. Maybe I had to have a hysterectomy. Maybe... I lost everything, which I laugh. I, I did at one point when I was with my ex. So I lost everything. There was no way I could ever buy a house. Like you just don't know people's life situations. Yeah, And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with people having kids and marriage. No. That's equally a beautiful thing too. But I don't mm-hmm. think we should be judged or experience ageism based mm-hmm. on our success, our house, children, marriage, whatever.
1: Yeah, like there shouldn't be a standard, right? Like yeah. it should just be different options and paths and all of them are weighted the exact same. Like if I choose to spend my money on um, experiences and, be- and and traveling and stuff like that um, over saving for a house, like that's on me. Mm-hmm. And um, that shouldn't be looked as like irresponsible. Yeah. Because I'm happy in my little pink bedroom (laughs) apartment, right? Like, if I'm happy here, fuck
0: off. Yeah, Politely. And I do, I hate that some people have experienced this weird superiority that they have kids, so now they are above me. Like, well, you don't have kids, so you'll never understand. And I I do say, you're right, I don't have kids, so I don't understand that side of things like you Mm -hmm. do. But it doesn't make me any less than you, and it doesn't make me any more immature. no, no. I just think that's such an unfair thing to tell someone totally. And like we've gone through hell and crawled
1: back. So that equates for something, I think, yeah. Like have you had your whole life fall apart and then crawl back all alone? Yeah, and, you know, and and still pick up the pieces and do the fucking internal healing work? Yeah, that's required like that's where my energy has been on that healing process over um because I'm not going to get that healthy marriage or healthy relationship with my kids if I don't do my work first to a heal generational trauma and heal the shit that I've been through I don't want to pass on anything or you know?
0: Or have that, you want to have that mentee, mentee, you want to have that mentee, that mental health um, all intact so that if you do have kids, then you can teach them how to recover from a traumatic experience or a, tr- a stressful experience. If you don't take care of that, then you'll never be able to teach your yeah. kids if you do have them. Absolutely. So, I have some friends and like, this is not to bash them at all. Like, I'm so grateful that they've never had to go through anything traumatic. Just a a small handful that have really have been fortunate to just go to school, find career, marriage, kids, and they haven't faced severe trauma. And I, I'm just so happy for them that they've never had to do that yeah and that and they've reached a different point in their life of maturity and I reached a different point of my life and maturity because I've been to hell and back mm-hmm. at the end of the day like we all just experience life in different ways and through different lenses
1: there's room for all of us
0: to have our different paths right
1: like it doesn't yeah I guess the same thing like it just one doesn't have to hold weight over the other yeah and I wouldn't wish this shit on anyone, but it, but it changed me in a different way where my priorities shifted.
0: Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. So I think that's just where sometimes I, I struggle with where people just judge me because I'm just, it's that box. that stupid mm-hmm. box. Mm-hmm. I'm burn that box.
1: I, so. this is like kind of super embarrassing, but I'm going to say it because it's real. <laughs>
0: Be (laughs) unapologetic. Yeah,
1: I don't think like anyone really knows this, but um, I got out of school, started my career, da da da, and I had uh, a boyfriend who turned into a fiance, and I felt like we were just doing things because of the timeline.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: That it was time that we needed to, and da da da. da. I bought my own engagement ring. Because he like he just he not just, but he uh like worked at an oil changing place making like minimum wage. There was no way in hell if he was gonna pr- propose it wasn't gonna be the one that I wanted, which is like <laughs> flag number fucking one. <laughs> like so then I bought myself this incredibly large, I think I've shown it to you. this huge diamond ring no i never
0: saw this oh i will show it to you
1: (laughs) this huge diamond ring and i bought it gave it to him to then propose to me
0: (laughs) no pressure
1: so he did and oh my
0: god shocker it didn't work out
1: (laughs) but i did this all based on like this is where i should be going this is what i should be doing If I'm dating, it's going to lead to a marriage. It's going to lead to kids. If I want this many kids, then we have to get pregnant by 26. Yes. Like all of that was ingrained in me. And I had to go through all of those broken things like our, our engagement not working out, Yeah, you know, and then, um, having to go on my own with one income right yeah. and learning what that meant and all of these things that just really didn't didn't redirect me in that path mm-hmm. at all because i don't think i was really destined no and that's that.
0: society that's society that's indoctrinated us to think we're supposed to just if you're at this age you should be at this point if you're at mm-hmm. that age you definitely should be at this point it's so much fucking pressure too much <laughs> like just let people be
1: yeah I went through like a grieving process over my ring over everything (laughs) because then I was like well if we broke up it I bought it so like can I just keep like wearing (laughs) this ring I did end up selling
0: it that's a good topic yeah let's pick Uh, another one yeah let's Let's see one one. more okay
1: we'll call her a day
0: yeah all right let's see it's gonna be a
1: heavy one watch
0: I'm picking all the fucking dark ones. I'm not in a dark mood talking. I'm cheating. (laughs) Food. (laughs) The way your face just lit up. Okay, let's talk about food. Ah, Ageism and food. Perfect. That goes great together.
1: (laughs) Girls, no. Women fucking eat.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. I have to start off with, so my, my past relationship was really controlled with food. Yeah. Oh my God. And it, I naturally just have a slender body. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I can't help it. Okay. I eat and nothing happens really. But this ex of mine was so obsessed watching what I ate and, it got to the point where sometime I would make nice meals and Tupperware's for school and, and work. I would go in the next morning and all the Tupperware's would be gone. And mm-hmm. he had, and they were good freaking meals. Like that uh, lasagna meal I told you about, the vegetarian with eggplant and zucchini, mm-hmm. took it because it had like cheese sprinkled on the top of it, took them all all with him. And then there'd be like nothing in the fridge, just like maybe a flake of spinach and yeah like it just got to a point where i was so emaciated 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 yeah emaciated why am i saying it wrong i don't
1: know you're saying it with like like
0: sometimes i mispronounce pronounce things oh god okay Whatever don't give me that look you do it too.
1: I know. I mess up things all the time.
0: Um, okay, yeah, so I just I just got super thin. Mm-hmm. And when that relationship ended, I was staying at my sister's, and she came home one day, and I went all out. I had sushi, subway, Burger King. and she's like, "What's all this? I'm like, I'm going to eat finally after. All these years of not being mm. up to, I don't know. You, Did you I, sorry, go ahead. No, Interrupt no, it. I'm just I'm kidding, just gonna
1: like, keep interrupting. I'm
0: just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> food is an interesting thing. Like I'm a foodie. I love food. I love socializing with food. And it's it's such a huge part of my indigenous and European cultural background. Like mm-hmm. we we come together with food. It feeds the belly, it feeds the soul. Mm-hmm. And I I do love indulging in the bad stuff sometimes. I think it's just all in moderation. I hate when, when in that relationship I was just not allowed to go near it in fear that I would become fat is what he would That's say. It. And did you get any disordered thoughts about that?
1: Or was it like all one sided where you were like, I want to eat and this guy won't make me eat? Or did you start to have like disordered thinking like, oh, I am more beautiful with this?
0: When I could, I would sneak food and it was interesting. I would actually sneak fast food and I'm not a fast food person anyway, but I think that was me just rebelling in secrecy that I can eat what I want what i want um but i did get to a point where i would look my look at myself in the mirror and i would just dissect and and point out every flaw imaginable
1: yeah.
0: wondering if i did gain a little bit of weight or if I, if my body is changing so yeah i think it definitely started to affect how i looked at myself
1: yeah um, what's your relationship like now
0: i honestly it's still a work in progress because that was four to five years of being told that I need to keep my body a certain way. I definitely have gotten a lot better. Like I have a lot more love for myself and this is me, this is my body. Yeah. But it's, especially when you get your period, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror and you feel like you've completely morphed into something else and no clothes fit. And I need to buy a whole new fucking wardrobe we still have those days but then on a more serious matter sometimes I do look at myself in the mirror and my brain will kind of go back to those days Mm. if I'm still desirable and stuff so I still have to work on it and it doesn't help with social media constantly putting in women's faces like um what we should be eating how we should look yeah that stuff
1: yeah yeah I so I I had like a really good relationship with food um up until I started competing in bodybuilding. At first, like, I loved it. And, like, I always had coaches that went from, like, a really clean eating perspective. And so it was, like, you couldn't even eat tomatoes. You couldn't eat onions. It was, like, egg whites, tilapia, asparagus, oatmeal, and that's it. But I'd eat that, like, six times a day. It'd be, like, fish and asparagus. It got to the point where I'd blend it and drink it because I hated it so much. I did that for four fucking years. I would be allowed cheat meals. And then on those cheat meals, like I would just binge, like my meal would be an entire box of donuts and an extra large pizza to myself. Cause I'd be like.
0: That do that. She did bodybuilding. And when it finished, she's like, give me fucking donuts. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And then I would always like blow up after. And then in my, the last two years that I did bodybuilding, like it was like. I started to get into steroids. And so I was taking steroids and they made me hungrier, but then I couldn't eat.
0: Oh my god. And I was
1: doing like 2 hours of cardio and you must I was
0: so hungry.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and I fueled myself based on the hatred for my body. So I would be like I am getting up at 5:30 because I fucking hate myself. Oh. It wasn't like I want to challenge my mind or
0: I want to do this to feel healthier and stronger. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So even today, like I will think like, okay, tomorrow I'm gonna get up at five and I'm gonna go work out. And I almost feel like my body rebels against No, you're fucking not. (laughs) You're gonna sleep, actually. Right. Um, but it's taken me some time, like I'm I'm a lot curvier than I was at that point, but I am way fucking healthier than I was at that point. So it's just taken a lot to learn to love myself. I still like, I don't like to eat in public. It's a really weird thing that I have. I hate going to restaurants. I know like I, but I always used to, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I always feel like people are judging me on what I'm eating. And that's in my head. Like if I order a burger, but I'm a curvy person, what are people gonna say? And like, should I be ordering a salad because my body looks like this? That's the way that I think. And because I've had people I've had men on dates, like, be like, Oh, are you gonna get a salad? And then I go, "Mm -hmm. no, now I'm getting a burger with extra fucking fries and you're paying for it. Like, (laughs) you know, and so I've had comments like that. So that, but when I was leaner, I could go to out for sushi, all you can eat and not bat bat nigh.
0: Yeah. So weird how society trains our brain to look at people a certain way or judge them based on what they're eating gosh okay so just fresh out of my my relationship that had ended years ago I when I was rebelling and finally eating whatever the hell I wanted I'd go through a fast food drive-through and I would actually look in my rearview mirror and I would kind of like put my sunglasses on I'm like people are are seeing me and judging me which is kind of funny because the people are also in the lineup for the same yeah. thing, and I'm thinking they're judging me what I'm eating,
1: <laughs> or like, the need to like justify. Oh, like I'm taking this home to my family of yeah. six. I'm,
0: <laughs> not, I'm not eating it. I'm just picking it up. But it's just so weird to me now when I think back that that's how my brain. It's 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 trauma. It's it's totally. It's um, a defense mechanism to justify why you're doing it. And really, you don't have to fucking tell anyone anything Mm -mm. about it. If you want to do that, then you should have every right to eat that poutine or burger or whatever. I gave myself like
1: full permission when I got sober. I'm like, you can eat whatever because you're not using any substances or drinking so you can eat the cheesecake so I gave myself some grace for that but then I was in that really toxic toxic relationship freshly in recovery we're both in recovery and I remember feeling so stuck and I can't use substances so what am I going to do with eat so I went to the kitchen and I ate an entire apple pie with a fork and at that point I was like Oh, I'm emotionally eating. (laughs) This is, this is a sign. Cause I would never do that today. Yeah. So like there, it was like, there was always a hole that it was going to come out of if I wasn't dealing with my emotions, if I'm not using substances and drinking, then maybe it comes out in eating, maybe it comes out in self-sabotage, maybe it comes out in this one. So that's why I have to really work at really taming my emotions So it doesn't come out on my credit card with Amazon, right? (laughs) Like I, I, it can, and I'm super aware of it, but food is such a, such an easy thing. Like you and I, we've had like some tough days at work and then we're like, fuck, I'm going to order all the sushi that this town has to offer. (laughs) And we're both like on our phones ordering sushi to pick up on the way home, right? It is a, it's a, it feels like a safe go-to, um You are blessed with a metabolism of gold. <laughs> I have an ass for days. So,
0: <laughs> a nice ass for days. <laughs> <laughs> you have a butt. I don't have a butt. No, we were talking
1: about we that. All, I have a Kardashian have ass them. and like those uh, pants that you can pull up that make you have a Kardashian ass. I really yeah. want to buy them for you. Just, I think it looks so funny.
0: One day, just walk in and be like, hey, Kisha, I've got booty.
1: I got a BBL.
0: (laughs) How does it look? (laughs) It's interesting. Like, I want to point out, because you said that you sometimes have turned to emotionally eating, but I want to point out that for me, there was a period where where I would emotionally starve. Mm. That was connected a little bit to my past Mm -hmm. relationship. When I would feel bad about my body, I would... I would starve for mm. days. And that wasn't normally like me. I mean, I grew up in a family that was just surrounded by different types of food, all types of culture because I have a very multicultural family. And yeah, so I would I would just starve my body and I think it was just kind of like punishment.
1: Yeah. That and control. And control on both ends, right? Like no one's going to stop me from eating this much and no one can make me eat. Yeah. Both finding control in a situation that we can't fucking control.
0: Yeah. So I really had to hone in on my mental state when I would hit that period of a low or judging my body or not liking it and change my thought process. Okay, how do I comfortably and safely acknowledge these feelings right now without self-sabotage or hurting myself because starvation and overeating are hurting yourself. Totally. So are you a picky eater or you eat anything really?
1: No, I'll eat fucking out of the garbage can. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a lot that like I don't, I don't think I i can't even think of anything i don't like I i'm not a huge pasta girlie. oh i love pasta like i'll eat it <laughs> because <laughs> i like food but if i have to choose a meal
0: like i'm never choosing pasta okay yeah
1: I'm, i do love fucking seafood like you can fuck oh. me oyster yeah anytime
0: oh crabs and lobster and yeah. all that yeah
1: when we go on vacation next week vacation <gasps> we're going on a conference for for work Um, (laughs) conference
0: slash vacation but it's
1: my first time in toronto
0: that's exciting my old ground food oh please every corner yeah and seafood hey if anyone out there has any recommendations uh send us a message or dm to go to a restaurant that you know we'd love it because we're yeah exploring the city of toronto I haven't been there, actually, in a long time, so it'd be kind of nice to be I want to,
1: yeah, I want to, like, get into the depths of it. I want to go to, like, bougie little (laughs) cocktail bars and drink mocktails and get all dolled
0: up. Absolutely. Gotta do that. Well, this is lovely. Yeah, that was a good topic. Ageism and food. And food. (laughs) They actually do kind of go together, though, you know? Yeah. Just to quickly sidetrack again, but
1: you're being me um
0: yeah oh that was a great topic let's continue no (laughs) quickly for real though yeah yeah I think food also goes with age because I always hear women that well now I'm older I have to be careful what I'm in my body because I'm not like I was when I was younger Mm -hmm. eat anything I even actually do that when I was like in my 20s I could eat anything and nothing happens Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that kind of still happens to me now, but it is funny that our brain thinks like, oh, oh, I'm getting older. I have to start limiting what I'm feeding my body, but you have to, I I just really believe in moderation and exercise and that you can still eat and enjoy the things that you want to. And I, I truly, this is a little bit of witchy woohoo, but (laughs) i i
1: believe that a healthy mind is a healthy body and so sometimes in that healing process and really keeping your mind in check like your body can actually handle more than when maybe you're stressed and you eat a bag of chips it might stay on you yeah versus like snacking when you're healthy i don't know just like staying active like i don't think my body like what if I step on a scale like even my bones alone like my and with all of my organs I would never be 120
0: pounds I don't believe in the scale because and I don't believe in like BMI because no. we really are made so differently like some people have thicker bones some are very like thin bones like totally and I kind of just really base it on my pants. If I have to, like, one day do lunges and squats to get my pants on, well, that tells me, like, oh, I might have, like, (laughs) gotten a little thicker around the edges here. But the scale, I don't know. It just – I don't believe in it because you could also be carrying a little extra water weight that day. Totally.
1: Yeah, pooped
0: in a while. (laughs) Yeah. Like, all of those things. Period loading.
1: Yeah, and I – I will never compromise my mental health for my appearance again. No. Like I, I stay healthy, but if I don't feel like the gym, then I'm like, okay, then what are you going to do? Are you going to put on some yoga? Are you going to go for a walk? Whatever is feeling good for me. I know that I need to move every day, but I don't put that pressure that like, okay, I have to burn this amount of calories or do this or that. I just move to stay healthy. I eat to stay healthy. Like- that's the thing, right? Like if you gave us a limited amount of pizza, would we, we would get sick of it after a couple of days. Oh yeah. It'd become boring. And we Yeah. And it would like, you'd feel gross and you'd feel that. So I I definitely believe in moderation as well, because you know, I'll eat the pizza that one time, but then like tomorrow I change it up and I do something different. I'm not constantly eating that McDonald's. Like, but I might go get fast food every once in a while.
0: Yeah, everything is in moderation, too. Because there was a point in my life where I did work out excessively to the point where I think I was actually hurting myself because I was I got so obsessed with the way my body looked because of. Yeah. And it's not even just the relationship I was in. It was the music industry, like uh, yeah. Ph- oh, yeah. yeah, photographers like you need to Would have- they say stuff to you. Yeah, when I was in the like when I did modeling for a while, oh my yeah. god. Um, like you couldn't have if if they could pinch fat on your thigh or on your tummy, then you need to start a diet. And I'm like I'm laughing because like you'd have you'd have handfuls. Like, you know? <laughs> like there's no pinching happening over there. <laughs> but that's like that was crazy because i oh like my super god. skinny. And, and, and I remember the lady coming around and she was able to pinch just a little between my thigh and she's like, you need to lose this. And I'm like, Oh man. Okay. And then I'd get like a whole workout regime and I'd get super obsessed. So I think in moderation, sometimes like if I don't feel like working out or if I don't feel like having a super duper organic, healthy meal, then allow your body that. Your body's telling you, I don't Mm -hmm. like it today. Stop forcing me. Mm -hmm. So maybe today, yeah, I'm going to just actually do a little meditation and maybe have some comfy, cozy uh, pasta because that's just what my body is wanting today. Oh, I love that. I'm sorry that you went through all that. That's bullshit. You too. Gosh, we've gone through some ups and downs, but I love that we can use it to share with everybody the experiences and I'm sure... All of you out there have gone through your fair share of shit. Totally. Like watching your food, watching your exercise, just, I don't know. Remember. Are you saying washing? What? Or, did you say washing
1: your food and washing your exercise? <laughs> no.
0: Watching? Watching, but maybe I wasn't. Okay. This is me getting tired now. Washing. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to end the podcast.
1: Yeah. Um, okay.
0: But yeah, good topic. Ageism, food. I just reminder to everybody you do you and you're beautiful as you are.
1: Yeah. And then we will release another one next weekend. Yeah. And uh, yeah, send us some messages if this is what you're liking or um, if you have anything you want to add to the jar or have a story of your own that you want us to dissect. I'm Ooh. super fucking down with that. Yeah,
0: and we'll we'll be happy to share the story on our podcast or like give and a, anonymously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, anonymously and give a shout out um because honestly, it's great to hear other people's stories and what what you've gone through. So,
1: yeah. All right. Okay. Awesome, Okay. Well, talk to you guys next week.
0: Yes. Bye Cheers, everyone. Bye. Bye.